right. Well, hello, fellow travelers. Thank you for joining me once again. Uh, this is my uh, second interview. Uh, we've got last, if you've heard, if you've listened to them, uh, you've you've listened to an interview with Chris. If not, welcome to the interview sessions. It's basically just a time where I get to talk with my friends and uh, just kind of hear about what God has done, what he's doing, and any encouragement they have. And so today, um, I have with me my friend Tyler, so I'm just going to turn it over to him. He can introduce himself, and he can tell you all about uh, anything he wants to share, and then he's just going to jump right in. All right. Well, thank you, Paul. Um, I'm glad to be on this uh, tonight. Um, so I guess to start off, uh, I'm Tyler Jones. I actually have known Paul for over 10 years. He um, was our youth pastor and our youth minister whenever I was in high school um, in a small town close to Austin, Texas. Um, and him and his wife were just really sweet and just really, uh, really good to us during that time. And I always always looked up to Paul and just the way that he was and the way that he loved us and the way that he loved Cali. And it was just so fun just to see that just even as a teenager. And so um definitely thankful for the impact that he's done. Um well as far as far as my testimony, um I feel I'm being being raised in a Christian household. My mom and dad have both been Christians my my entire life. Um I mean, so that's been such a major impact for me, just being able to be around parents who love the Lord and who always try to push me in the direction that I need to be going, even though sometimes growing up, especially at the time that Paul and Callie lived in the same town as us, I was doing some dumb stuff as a high school teenager. Um, just And I didn't want to listen to mom and dad, but they've always been able to push me um, in the right direction just because of us being able to walk in faith my entire life. Um, and so I mean, I feel like for everybody who's probably grown up as a Christian and who was raised in a Christian household, you probably go through a time where, um, I mean, you probably feel very doubtful. You don't really know where you stand as as within your faith just because you're going through things that you've never gone through before. And so it's just kind of like a weird scenario. And when you go to college, it's it's even more of a, like a, whoa, like, welcome to the real world. Like, not not everybody is a Christian, like you kind of felt in your little small town. Um and so I feel like really at the end of high school, more so at the beginning of college, I just kind of feel like I drifted in a sense. Um, but as I as I got older and then got out of college and graduated and then got into uh, teaching and coaching, I just feel like God showed me so much of why he has me here because I didn't really ever feel like my purpose was shown to me. And I think he made it very clear um, to me before I actually started my first job out in Lubbock, um, I got in a really, really serious car accident in July of 2018. And, um, I was in the hospital for nine days and I was in the ICU for six days. I was actually T-boned by a Ford F-150 with a grill guard on it. And I was in a Toyota Camry. So if you know anything about physics, uh, you know, I took a major loss on that one. Um, and, but it's been, it's been such a blessing to see, I mean, that yes, being in the hospital for nine days and having major bruises, but having no broken bones, having nothing like actually broken in my body, except for my spleen being ruptured. So I had to have that removed. But like, other than that, I mean, the only other like damage on my 
um, on my organs was my stomach actually pierced through my diaphragm. So that had to be pulled out and stitched up back together. And so uh, none of my organs are probably in the right spot, but, but they're still in my body. And so I'm just thankful for that. Um, But I mean, going through something like that, that you, you just don't ever think about happening to you. Like you hear about it all the time, people getting in car accidents. That's very common, but um, to the degree of, being on the verge of dying and seeing your car for the first time in person three weeks after it and just seeing the picture of it and having that memory ingrained in your mind, like getting absolutely flattened and seeing yourself being able to walk still um, and still being able to think straight and use your brain and just be able to do things that you probably shouldn't be able to do uh, just made me really <laughs> stop questioning how powerful that God is and how um, he still needed to use me. And so I think within that time, like I just really learned a lot. Like if I was teaching or if if I was coaching and, or if I was making music or whatever I'm going to do in the future as my job, like I, I know that I have security in knowing that my purpose is going to be fulfilled and that I'm, that I'm not really trying to find that anymore because if God is going to call me somewhere, he's going to be very, very obvious and he's going to be very clear on what he wants. And I mean, I've just been able to see that firsthand. So uh, I felt like that helped me in my maturity spiritually as well, because I mean, just being able to trust the word of God and I mean, to like really be able to see it in action and not just see it on a piece of paper is this is really, I feel like what changed my life, but, um, going, going with that, just, I feel like what God is doing now, I mean, like I get to share that with my students every year. I, I, I get to show them the picture of my, of my car and they're, and they, they always ask me the same question, like coach Jones, like, how are you like, like, you should not be alive. I like, how are you still alive? <laughs> and I just saw him like, God, like, I swear this is God. Like, there's no, there's no other explanation. Mm. Like if you, if you showed me this car, and I would probably 10 out of 10 times say that person did not live. And I mean, just the fact again, like that I can just, that I can walk and I can talk still. And my, uh, my, co- my cognitive thinking is um, still like the way it is, is absolutely just, just, it, it, it just blows my mind and how, on how good he is. And even if, I didn't make it out of the car crash. I still believe that God is good. And I still believe that if I would have had no legs anymore, my legs wouldn't have worked and I would have been in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. God is still good. And, but I just think that, I mean, he for sure spared my life in that moment, but um, like, uh, just like allow me to be where I'm at. um, And just in the realm of what I do, because I mean, being around 13 and 14 year olds all day, they're very easily influenced by anything around them. Mm-hmm. Um, by, by songs, by videos, by their friends. And so like, those are life lessons that like I get to teach them. Um, and <laughs> I'm also starting to learn how painful it is being the adult and telling them this is going to happen to you. Don't do it. And they still do it. And I'm like, wow, like, I don't know how else to tell you other than don't do it. But it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, Mm -hmm. it's fun, but painful. Yeah. But still fun. Just like to get to see and because like, I totally get it. Like, cause I was the, I was that kid. 
that mm-hmm. had to find out for himself. Like mom could have told me until she was blue in the face. She could have passed out saying the same stuff over and over. And I just didn't believe it. Like I didn't, I didn't believe it enough to not do it. So I was always thankful that my mom truly didn't kill me growing up because she had every reason to do it. Mm, um, yeah. And so did my dad and yeah. so did my brother probably, he probably had every reason <laughs> to do it too. Um, but just really, I think now too. Um, so going to college, I started off at Texas tech for a semester. Then I, then I transferred to Sam Houston so I could be closer to home. Um, when I went there for a year and a half. So my first two years was Texas tech and Sam Houston state. Um, and then I transferred to Mary Harden Baylor, which is in Belton, which is like the sister school of Baylor. Um, used to be like the all female version of Baylor, like before they did co-ed, um, a long time ago. Um, but that, that, that was such a special place for me just because it was, it was a small community. Um, I mean, like I knew that people who were going to a Christian school probably had some good some good morals in place. And I mean, like I understood that nobody was going to be perfect, but like just knowing that most of the people that I interacted with were going to be Christian people and that had the best interest in faith. Um, I, that, that, that was really important to me. Um, mm-hmm. my, and at the time my brother was playing football there. He was, um, he was playing quarterback at Mary Harden Baylor and, and so getting to be there with him was really special to me. And so I met a lot, of guys there and I ended up meeting my my best friends that I've had for the last almost seven years now which is crazy to think it's almost been seven years because that was in 2016 um so like this fall will be seven years that I met these guys for the first time and was really like around them and but these guys are solid Christian dudes and they and we just have a really good bond because we know first off and foremost who we who we serve and who we love and um, we embrace our, our differences and our mistakes with each other. Um, and I, I, I just know at the end of the day that these guys are going to love me and they love Christ and they're going to always put that on display, like not, not in a boastful way, but like, they're always going to be able to show people that like they are lovers of Jesus. And that's, and that's, what's the most important to me. And that's where they're my, that's why they're my best friends. And so I'm just really thankful for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. But if I um yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this question. <clears throat> so now it's been uh so it's 2018, right? That that you right. had the accident. It's right. now been like 5 years. Um yeah. but can you still think back to like who you were or some of the thoughts you had or some of like um the things that really mattered? um, prior to the accident. And then yeah. like, as you recovered, I mean, obviously not, maybe not instantly, but as you thought back, what are like, what are some attitudes or thoughts that kind of you really changed in your heart? Uh, I think the little things that I worried about on a day-to-day basis that I feel like most 22 year olds probably do care about a lot, like that are just very like worldly and mm-hmm. like materialistic. Sure. Um, like I, I very like I don't remember a lot about what happened in the hospital the time I was in ICU. Mm. Um so and I don't even remember the truck hitting me. I remember leaving um Lubbock Cooper High School that day and I remember driving to my cousin's house and that's where I was heading to to go help him and his wife um get some stuff set up cuz they just moved into it and it, like it had just been finished being built. 
And so like I was excited to go help them because like this is so cool. Like they're in their first house. Like this is so cool. Um and I mean, but that's the last thing that I remember is leaving the school and kind of driving away from it. And then the next thing I remember is I was in the hospital room and um just kind of like what the heck's going on? Yeah. Um but for those six days, the thing that I remember is like I don't like I don't have any vital memory of any exact thing that happened. Mm-hmm. But the feeling that I felt because my my parents drove three hours, obviously, to come see me. Um, my best friends from college all drove up to Lubbock. And if and if if any of you know anything about where Lubbock is at, Lubbock is in the middle of literally nowhere in Texas, <laughs> and it takes forever to drive from anywhere. So it means a lot if someone drives from anywhere in Texas to go see you in Lubbock because they mm-hmm. made a great effort. Um, so, like, the fact that I had my friends, my family, my cousins from uh, Lubbock and um, even even further up uh, in the in the panhandle um, came to see me. So just it was the feeling of fellowship and the feeling of the family and the and just I, I like truly like the only way that I can describe it is just like the love of Jesus. Mm. I like I felt that during the ICU. Like I didn't. I, again, like I have no memory of anything else, but I just remember just feeling the type of love that I guess I hadn't felt in so long and just like the feeling of fellowship. And that's all I cared about was just the people around me. Mm-hmm. And that was so special. And like almost like this is the last time that I can just remember having like the feeling of innocence that you do as a child. Like you like when you don't know how crazy the world really is, mm-hmm. like just that like that level of just like that you love living life and you're so innocent. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, life is amazing. Like I finally got that back and I hadn't had that in so long. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is what he's trying to teach me. Like that. I mean, I can stray away from him, but he's still going to speak to me and he's still going to show me things like that. Dude, like I'm, I'm always going to be here for you. I'm always going to watch out for you. Like, and it, it was very clear. Yeah. And so very, very, mm-hmm. very quickly, like my heart changed of like what I cared about. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I did I mean, like, like I've always been a very, um, and which like, I, I feel like it's not a bad thing, but like sometimes too much, but like care so much about what I look like and care about like what my hair looks like and care about just like my, my physical appearance. I Literally, like when I was in the hospital, I couldn't tell you how my hair looks. I didn't care. Like that didn't matter to me. I mean, it was right. probably terrible. It was probably all greased up anyway because I probably didn't shower in six days. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I didn't care how much money I had in my wallet. I, like, I had literally no care for money. I had no care for physical appearance. I had no care for, um, for girls. Like I didn't. Like I didn't care about it. Like mm. that just wasn't. Like that didn't matter to me in that moment. Like, like, <laughs> I guess my my spirit and my physical body knew like that i could have been on the verge of it of it being completely different with my life it could have been could have been the end of my life and so i was literally only worried about fellowshipping with the people that i loved and that's mm. all i cared about yeah and so that was one of the most clear and like concise pictures that god has ever just shown me is like you know this other stuff that you worry about every day like it doesn't matter like because mm. you're not going to take it with you when you die like you're not going to have Yep. Like you're not gonna worry about 
if your hair is in a perfect swoop, you're not going to care about if this girl is thinking about you or this girl's thinking about you, like it, or if you have a hundred dollars in your wallet or a million dollars, like you're like, you don't like, you won't care about it because it doesn't matter. And it was very, very clear. And so I was, I was so, so, so thankful for the car accident happening because it definitely mm. opened my eyes up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that, uh, I think I hear a lot about the, uh, in your your heart, that idea of gratitude or thankfulness that comes when you realize that um, the other option was just not be here. Um, like the, that's you know, um, and it it opens like you said that childlikeness of going, wow, I have a I have more more time, and almost you know gives you that. I think you as you said earlier that kind of that drive to say God has something. I'm here for a reason. Um, I shouldn't be here, but God still has me here. So there must be some reason. And so e- even if it's not, you know, to uh, uh, do, uh, you know, do some huge thing that makes it nationwide, but at least just every day, you know, God has you here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, I, w- well, I want to ask you, um, you know, we talk. We can talk a little bit also about what God's still doing in your heart. But uh, one of the things that really, um, one of the one of my motivations for doing this podcast, and and one of the things that I've been that God's been speaking to me about is just using the gifts that we have um, and being creative. Um, and so my my uh, addition to the to the work of creativity and and uh, and get to know about God is being able to podcast. Um, right. But uh, you have you have some other gifts. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, what kind of what, why you have what you do, um, how you feel like you honor God in that? Um, what's your motivation? Um, what how, and then just give me a bit of your journey. Like when I know that you were I think pretty quickly, uh, even when you were in high school, you were, you were, you know, doing some things, or, you know, coming up with some stuff and doing some music, but uh, tell me about that journey and, and tell me where, where, where you are, where you're going, just what God's doing and all of that. Well, I think, so the whole music thing started, like, and these are just things that I remember very vividly, actually, which is funny that like, I still have this memory, but I, I remember in fifth grade, my music teacher, she was very, very passionate about music. She was very good. Um, I remember at the beginning of fifth grade, she told us, she said, if you're, if your foot naturally taps to a rhythm and you don't have to think about it, that means that you have a very musically inclined brain and there's something special about your brain when it comes to music. Mm. And so like, I remember just like thinking that. And then like one time later on that year in fifth grade, um, we were listening, I, I think to like a crazy frog song, like something crazy like that. So it was just, it was, it was awesome. But I just remember my, like looking down and my foot was tapping and I, and like, I wasn't thinking about it. So I was like, Hmm, um, maybe Miss Wade was really right about what she was saying. I was like, this is kind of crazy. So sixth grade, we moved to a different school and I got into band and I, and I loved it. I, I feel like I picked it up really, really easily. Uh, played baritone and then seventh grade um, played baritone and trombone. And then this is really random and, but just a, <laughs> just a big part of it. Um, my seventh grade Christmas, my parents got me and my brother rock band two. And I, I never played rock band. I played guitar hero some, but like never, never rock band. Like never mm-hmm. like the full setup, mm-hmm. guitar, bass, drums, and, and yeah. the singer. Uh so I like I'm I'm going every day for hours. My mom probably just heard me just smacking the crap out of those drums. 
but I mean, I and then I would I would watch the animated characters in the background of like the actual like little like concert going on, watching them really hit what part of the drums based on like which pad I had to hit. And so then I would go to our band hall um, and I would go practice on our little drum set and and I and I would just think about like the rhythm that I would keep and then like what mm. what part of the drum set that those characters would hit. And so I just started like doing it myself and just picking it up. Um, and so then like one of my buddies who played the guitar when I was in seventh grade, like we would just go in this little back room together and we would just play like all morning before actual band started. It was, it was, it was, it was our first class of the day. So like we would just get in there for 30 to 45 minutes early and we would just play, just make up stuff. And we had so much fun. And that's when I was like, I actually love playing the drums. So mm. I bought my first drum set for $400, which that would tell you that it was terrible because if you pay $400 for a drum set, <laughs> it's not good. Um, and it was absolutely terrible, but like I learned a lot. Um, I was I was watching YouTube drum covers for hours mm. on a daily basis. And I just loved watching people play the drums and learning from other people. And so um, fast forward in time uh, with with the drums, I ended up playing uh, the drums at our church that 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 you were um, mm-hmm. the music leader at and yeah. uh, you were the worship leader. And so I ended up playing the drums and then my buddy Walker ended up playing some of the guitar sometimes. And so that was, that was cool. I just like being able to do that at church. Um, but as far as making my own music and actually singing and rapping and doing those things, I mean, I, I guess because I've always grown up in a locker room atmosphere, a lot of rock, a lot of rap. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been around so many types of music and so many different songs and so many different artists, just as a kid, just being in a coach's office and being in a locker room. Um, I've, I've just always been like, inclined to just loving music and just like loving what it is so uh when i was in eighth grade my best friend at that time uh me and him got the rock band microphone from my xbox and went and plugged it in in my parents room to their imac desktop (laughs) and we got on garage band and we just started making something up Mm -hmm. and i mean it was probably absolutely horrid but it (laughs) But it, but I, I just remember that we had so much fun making yeah. it. I'm like this yeah. is like this is just so much fun. Just try to make up your own thing. Yeah. And so then going through to high school, I start making like Christian remixes of, of of songs. So like, I mean like really popular songs at the time in rap. I would go in and I would change. I would I would keep the same flow, keep the same tone, but change the lyrics as to where they would match up with the same rhyming scheme too like like it right. would all rhyme the exact same but it was just with a different message so that was fun so then i started trying to make my own music like my own songs and write my own songs uh i wrote my very first song when i was 15 and i still remember it was called it was called i wonder and um i mean but just <laughs> It's just so, just so like, and it was like, and it's it's such low quality too because like I didn't have an actual microphone, so yeah. I'm yeah. I, I'm doing this on my parents' 2009 iMac desktop built-in microphone. That's like, and it's like in in, mm-hmm. in the top of the desktop. Mm-hmm. It sounds so bad. You have like so much um of the sound, and so you're just getting like you just can overhear every s I say. It's just yeah, it's just yeah. so like yeah. like overused. Yeah, because it was just so bad. But like, I just loved doing it. And so, yeah, uh, going into college, kind of met some people and 
we just started messing around. I've always been a big fan of like freestyling. And so, and like, I, I, I love to freestyle. Even in high school, I would just love to do it like, like with my buddies. And so, um, and still now, anytime I'm in a car going on a trip, I turn on beats and I just freestyle the entire there time. Yeah. Um, but, um, anyway, so in college, my senior year, I ended up making a song, um, as actually about a girl that I had met in college and we kind of had a little thing. And, um, so me, it was me and me and one of my best friends, we were in my, in my closet, in my apartment and we were just writing this song at like three 30 in the morning and just, mm. he's, we were writing lyrics together. And then I would, I would put down like a little part of the track and then we'd say, nah, do we like that? Uh, maybe we can do it again. And so, um, but did, did it all late at night, which I feel like as an artist, I feel like late night creations are the best ones ever. <laughs> like if you're up at 3 a.m. making a song, that's an yeah. absolute banger for sure. It's guaranteed to be a banger. Um, that's, but, what, that's that's when you're like, you're too tired to not like be critical enough to be like, oh, wait, no, I don't know. That can't be good. And you're like, yes. no, it's it's good. It's fine. Just keep going. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so, and I, and I had never posted like or not posted but like i never um had i put my music out on actual like streaming yeah. services or anything like that and so um i like I, I finally figured out how to do it and so valentine's day actually which is ironic that's tomorrow um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is was the first time that i actually put a song out on apple music and on spotify um and on amazon music and like a lot of different things because i was able to finally figure out how to do it and so ever since then, um, I mean, I've, I probably have hundreds of songs just sitting on my laptop right now that either aren't finished or just that are still in the works. I have a lot that are finished that I've never put out, but I just love using the creative side to express how I feel really about my faith, um, about life in general, just growing up, um, about relationships, but just, I mean, like I try to make songs I mean, I try to make them relatable to people and and just how they feel about certain things. And um, I mean, because that's the best part about music is being able to listen to somebody talk about how you feel. And that's how you resonate. I mean, like, that's why I mean, obviously, that's why some people have such big followings is because when they sing about a heartbreak or they sing about their build up in their faith, like people are just word for word singing and screaming it because they feel exactly how that person feels who's, who's made the song. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, and I do know that Lucifer is the angel of music and he uh, is very easy deceiving <laughs> people with that, mm. which is very, very obvious in today's world and has always been a thing. But um, I want to make sure that I combat that by speaking truth and speaking um, the real words of life into the music that I make. And yeah. um, just I just try to glorify God with it and. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just wonderful that, I mean, God has built us obviously like the Psalms, um, where music, I mean, those are, that's like God's hymnal. Right. And and, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And he's just built us to be able to, to process some deeper things about faith, about our lives. Um, and, and yeah, and I think that, uh, what I, what I love about, um, just that being able to be creative is that you're able to produce something, 
um, that encourages, um, you know, something like music, uh, you know, yeah. you're able to to put that out there and, and, and who knows who's listening to it. I mean, you know, right. um, as much as you can track stuff and where everything goes, you just never know who, who God might bring out uh, to, to come across that. And then to hear those words, because, you know, man, it's just something um, so, um, both amazing and, and edifying to, to find that song that says exactly, you're like, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, yes, exactly. and, uh, and to think that God's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put this inspiration in Tyler, um, because I know that, you know, this other person somewhere down the road is going to need to hear those words and, sure. and, uh, that you get to be a part of that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, like there's, I mean, and honestly, there's been times where like, I've literally been in tears making a song because I mean, like I, I actually made a song about my car accident. Like, like the title of the song is the date that the car accident happened. Yeah. So uh, July 30th, 2018. And like, I, I remember being in my closet in Lubbock in 2018. It was probably sometime in the fall. So probably October. Cause there was a time for a few months where I didn't have any interest in making music. Like, hmm. It didn't matter to me. I, yeah. in that moment, I just wasn't in the headspace or just, I, I, I didn't have it in my heart to do it. But one, one night I started making a song about the car accident and just trying to tell that story, which is very hard to tell a whole story of that in three minutes and 30 seconds or whatever it is. But, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I just remember literally like taking my headphones off and just bawling and mm. just going like, why, how am I here? Like, this is insane. Like the fact that, still alive and yeah. so um and that's always like one of my f- students favorite songs that i ever show them is about that and because i tell them the backstory and um I, I always get like a lot of i guess just good good feedback from that just because of how how real it is and how um like in like part of the first verse like i say that that um i know that i should have died and like that's mm. kind of like one of like the like big points that I like emphasize and like, I put a lot of like effects onto that parts, like to like make you like feel like, dang, like he like really was feeling that way. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, cause like I was saying earlier when I, when we went to the, to the wrecker or like whatever place you call it, just like wherever, where they keep all the, just like the junked cars. And I, and my dad took me there and we got to really see the car for the first time. Mm. Yeah. I just, I, I, I literally couldn't believe that that was my car. I was like, there is no way that I am alive. Mm. Um, and so I, I made the first cover of my first album. Uh, my first album was called because I felt like God gave me a whole different perspective. Yeah. Uh, from that, from the accident. Um, the album was called new, uh, new perspectives and the album cover is my car and, the picture that I took the day that I saw it in oh. person for the first time. And so yeah. like just a just a new perspective that he gave me on life. Um now I guess going with it and like what's happening now and what's happened since then. Um I mean life hasn't just been perfect in any sense since that moment. Um my faith I feel like sometimes has wavered in the last five years just at certain points when certain things happen. Um but I <laughs> I always find myself drawing near to God and even in times where I feel like I'm not worthy enough, which none of us are, but I still know that I, I mean, I guess to look back at 
the 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 accident but also so many other things to where he's kept me safe and he's put me in places where he he needed me to be and i've just been very thankful for it so um i just want to use my creative side to be able to just to glorify him and and hopefully i mean if it's to even bring one person uh to get to know jesus that's that's the number one thing about making the music is is that so yeah Awesome. Awesome. Any future plans? Like you've got, you got any like ideas about doing another album or are you uh, working on stuff right now? What What's so, going on? So I actually, there's a song dropping tonight at 12 AM. Okay. Um, so I got another Valentine's Day song dropping okay. uh, and the song is called distant. It's not a personal story. It's not like my own story. It's a, uh, I guess it's a, it's a combined stories situation of people that I know that I've just made into one song as one situation. And so uh, the song distant and it's a, and it's a, it's a relationship song is really what it is. It's okay. It's about a guy who um, feels distant from his girlfriend um, or I mean, even wife, if, if, if you want to put it in that situation because of some of the things that he has done and, and, and he, and he feels bad about it. And he knows that like, he's not perfect and that like, he's tried and, but he's messed up so many times. And so he feels distant from, uh, from, from this woman. And so, I mean, it's, um, I think it's a good song. I've actually, I actually made the song in 2020 at the very end of December, 2020 is when I first made the concept okay. and I got it finalized in 2021 and I never released it. And so I was like, what better day than to have my, five year anniversary of being on like actual like streaming services than doing it on Valentine's day. So nice. This thing comes out tonight at 12 AM. So if you want to listen to it, check it out. Let me know. So, all right. Yeah. So you can find Tyler on Spotify and other places. Probably I listen to him on Spotify. So I know you can find him on Spotify under Tyler Jones. Um, are you uh itunes as well? What, where else? uh... Yeah. 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 Uh, Apple music, Amazon music, YouTube music, uh, I put stuff on SoundCloud, which is free for everybody. Um, and so it's always funny listening to like, like when the kids call me a SoundCloud rapper and I'm like, y'all don't really know what that really means because like being a SoundCloud rapper means you're just terrible. So if you think my music is terrible, then just tell yeah. me straight up, you yeah. know, something like that. But uh, but no, it's always fun with them because they always have fun with it. But yeah. well, that's yeah, how I mean, it used to be, right? I mean, like SoundCloud, the rap was like, oh, you on SoundCloud. Okay. Like yeah. that's how it used to be. Uh, yeah. Not now, man, you know, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, all those places where really good artists are like, yeah, I'm just getting my music out there yeah um, absolutely so absolutely yes sir but, but back in the day back in the yeah, day back right? in the day yeah and i feel like <laughs> i'm starting to get to that point too i'm 27 i'm, the, I'm on the i'm on the down the downhill slide to my to my 30s and so it's uh it's yeah it's, it's downhill uh, it's downhill from there man dude <laughs> you know hit 30 you got you got it and you're right uh, yeah but no i'm excited though it just um I'm just thankful just in the, in the workplace that I'm in. Um, we have so many good kids and um, I actually help at like the, the youth program that they go to and the local church that they go to. And so yeah. um, I just, just so I can be around them and just so they can really see that one of their coaches and their teachers like cares about them outside of school. And I always try to make that a point in my classroom of just them knowing that like I care about you as a person like I could care less if you remember a moon phase 10 years from now like if you don't remember what the waxing gibbous moon is <laughs> I'm not gonna hate you for that like right right, right. that is okay 
But if you're growing in your maturity and if you're growing as a person and who you're trying to become one day, um, that's what I'm looking for. Like, that's the relationship that I want is for you to know that that I love you and that I'm here for you and that I care about you so much more than just your school grades and just your academic journey. Um, yeah. And so I just want them to know that. And so that's why I go help out at youth. And um, and just because I also like to see them in that atmosphere and I want them to see me in that atmosphere. Like, it's like, I'm not always serious teacher mode or serious coach mode all the time. Like I'm a very relaxed person, I feel like in, uh, in general. So yeah, I'm just thankful that I get to go do that and just get to be a part of that. And our kids are awesome. So just thankful nice. to be in the place that I'm at and kids love each other and they have a good time together. And um, it's that small town lifestyle, man. Like all like everybody knows each other and yeah, what it is. So yeah, yeah, for it. sure. Yeah. It's good. And man, that's such a blessing to, uh, to, to, for them to have somebody other than just their parents. I mean, cause you know that, I mean, you talk about your, your parents were great. Um, you talk about that, but, but, but even as a kid, you're like, oh yeah, but they're lame. They're my parents, you know. And then, but right. to have another adult who's uh, still a little bit lame, but maybe a little bit less so, yeah, uh, you for know, sure. just to, you know yeah. that that's not that that's not just there because well, you know, you're my kid, so I gotta be here. But right. but actually there in their lives because you love them. Uh, man, that's a that's a huge huge impact. Um, sure. a, a great way to yeah, and to change people's lives, man, paint, change kids' lives. So uh, absolutely. So um, excited to hear you say all of those things um all right well um you've got a song dropping tonight um valentine's day is tomorrow um you can you can check it out on all the streaming things uh can you buy your music place if people want to like uh yeah you can buy it you can buy it on itunes um like but you know if you're smart you won't buy it so (laughs) go listen with your streaming service that you pay for or You'll go jit me off and go get on get on you <laughs> legally, uh, which makes me no money, but it's okay. Yeah, We're yeah. not here for that. But I, I'm just, I looked at I looked up Spotify how much it paid uh per stream. Um yeah. very, and, very, very, uh, very small amount. Uh yeah. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really small. And but then I also looked up like the, the people who stream the most. And it's like, yeah, but those people are still making some money off of that. But the but man, yeah, for sure. It's like, you know, if you if you have somebody if you got a sign that goes that, that gets streamed a million times, then you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, and like you've got to get into those high numbers for that stuff yeah. that like really happen. Yeah. So yeah, uh, which is not what you're about, and so, uh, but uh, yeah, if yeah. you now, if, if you, it happens, I'm I'm not gonna be mad about it. No, I'm not. But, um, but at you the won't same complain. Time, like, I, yeah, I just want. I mean, I just I feel like if I'm gonna live for a short time on this earth, and I say short time as in like the grand scheme of all time, like yeah. if I'm here for seventy years, which is a very short time, um, I mean, I'm gonna do what I can, and obviously, everybody's gonna have an opinion. Um, but I, and I don't know if you watch any of the pregame inter- or yeah, like the pregame interviews, um, for the Super Bowl. but Jalen Hurts, the quarterback of the Eagles, he said this and it, and it was like one of those like, dang, like, like, like he actually said that, like, that's actually a great quote, but he said, um, he said that he had a purpose before everybody had an opinion. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, that is absolutely insane. That is such a good quote. Yeah. So, I mean, just leading into that, like I've, like, I know that God had a purpose for me before everybody had an opinion about 
the way that I teach, the way that I coach, the way that I make music, like everybody's mm-hmm. going to have an opinion. And so if you let people's opinions hold you back from the gifts that you have and that you believe that God gave you, like, what are you really doing? So, yeah. um, people yeah. are going to like it. Some people are going to hate it. That's how it is for everything. And yeah, yeah. You gotta know that God's got a purpose for it. Awesome. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for uh, joining me, man. I'm just yes, so good to catch up with you. It's yes, been a sir, long man. time since we've talked. Yeah, you too, um, man. Uh, so just excited to see what God's doing. Um, uh, as we said, you can check him out on Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, YouTube music, Tyler Jones. Um, he's uh, He's got he's a, lot, he's got a lot of good music out there. I was just listening to the CD the other day, the album. I call it a CD. I was, that's how old I am. Yeah, also, yes, like, sir, the, the CD. The we CD. Love that. We love that. <laughs> I, I know. Also, what I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too young where I don't know what that is. My kids uh, would probably be like, a "What?" Was, yeah, I also say book on tape, like instead of like a, an <laughs> audio book, and I'm like, "No, that's not what it is anymore." That's so not it, uh, yeah, I love yeah, that. Though. That's you know, awesome. Get the I DVD. You know, go yeah. watch it on yes, DVD. Sir. Yes, sir. Go watch it on VHS for real, though. So uh, he's got. Go check out his album. Uh, listen to his music. Send him some likes. Uh, and you know, if you if you're so inclined, uh, he you can pick it up and uh, and support him that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got uh, yeah, so he's got a new song coming out tonight, um, uh, releasing everywhere, um, all, all on all the things. Um, so check that out. So well, yeah, well again, Tyler, thank you for for joining me. Um, appreciate uh, you getting you're hearing your story and just allowing you uh, you sharing that with us and just hearing what God's doing and what He's done. And uh, I'm I'm excited. I know that that God is uh he's got more things uh for you and that that you're doing a big work where you're at and uh and I'm excited to hear more about that and and know that um and you know this cuz your dad's a coach and so you know that that uh when you coach kids you know, 15 years down the road, those kids come back and be like, Hey, coach Jones, let me, you know, let me tell you about the difference you made in my life. And, and, yeah. uh, you know, my dad was a coach and I get that, you know, people, you know, they know who he is, uh, and, right. and they remember exactly. him. Um, and so, uh, you, you're making an impact in those kids' life. So, that, so that's awesome. Um, so yeah. Um, any last things, any last nuggets or wisdom to drop? Um, no, nah, I just want to say thanks for having me on this. Yeah. It's, it's good. I'm glad that uh, you're starting this journey and you're and you're going with it, and you feel like this is what God's calling you to do, and just being the creative, uh, just being in the creative process. Um, okay. I'm just thankful, really, just thankful to get to know you. And it's all right. It's always it's always fun when you can just talk to somebody for the first time in ten years, and it's like it's just it's just easy to talk just because yeah, yeah. who you were to me and who you've always been to me. So I'm just thankful for what you've done. I think the only the, the logical next step is a collab. So uh yes, sir. You know, we'll uh, we'll have to work that out. We'll, we'll yes, sir. Uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> for sure. But in go. this but you play the guitar and I I'll rap. Uh that's that's how we'll know it's okay. good. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's do it. I'm gonna have to do uh some lessons. So <laughs> me me too. Me too. <laughs> I love that man. Well, hey Paul, you tell uh you tell Callie that I said hello. I will, I will. Um, and Seriously, thank you for your time here today. I appreciate yes, it. I thank you as well. I yes, thank sir. you guys for thank you guys for listening. Um, check out all the Tyler stuff. Um, listen to his music; it's really great. Uh, his song uh, on New Perspectives uh, about his accident um, is the date 
Um, what was the date? What's the name of that song again? July 30th, 2018. So if you want to go and check that out specifically, go go search Google July 30th, 2018, Tyler Jones. You can listen to him uh, rap about it, talk about it, um, and uh, check out the, the album cover to see his car uh, and just see the things that God has done and the graciousness he's given. And uh, and so uh, you, you've got that opportunity. Thank you, Tyler, for being here. And I hope that uh, we'll, we'll be uh, here. You guys will be able to check in with us again next week. Uh, as we'll be on episode, I will be on seven next week. So that'll be exciting. Um, and I hope you guys have a, uh, uh, until then we'll see you later. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, Paul. Yeah.